This morning we're going to look at a different Christmas passage, but a Christmas passage nonetheless in Isaiah chapter 9, if you'd like to read along with me. I love when Christmas comes around that it is a way to confirm who Jesus is, especially as you look through the Old Testament and so many prophecies were given and words were spoken throughout the Old Testament to promise us the coming of the Messiah. Many verses, we talked about a few uh, a couple weeks ago as we were talking about Malachi, about coming from Bethlehem. And so uh, today we're going to continue once again looking about one of these great promises of the Old Testament about the coming of the Messiah. And I love the text of this because Isaiah is one who gives multiple promises throughout his writings about the coming king. And we're going to read this here today in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. These words are also echoed in the New Testament. And you have multiplied the nation and you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. Now take note of this verse here we're going to come back to. It says, for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be turned as a fuel for the fire. And here is a verse that you probably well recognize is the Christmas season. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. We read that verse a lot of times, but I want to continue reading it and let's let you hear what Isaiah goes on to say about that same child. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. And he will establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. What a passage of scripture right in the middle of the Old Testament that reminds us of the one who was to come, the Messiah. Now, what's interesting about this, you can also go back to Isaiah 7 and 14. And it gives us the promise of the child that shall be born of a virgin and his name shall be Emmanuel. And this is also kind of referring to that similar person, that similar child. And many believe within the context of Isaiah's writing, he was referring to the coming king, Hezekiah. And while it might have had some reference to Hezekiah coming, it could not completely in include Hezekiah. Hezekiah was one who would help bring the kingdom back into a role of righteousness, away from the wickedness they had participated in. But the scripture shows us here that he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So while this could reference Hezekiah in some sense, it is not fully inclusive of Hezekiah because those are only names that God himself could bear. But I want you to look here today at verse 4. And we're going to look at verse 4 and 6 once again. I want to read this to you again. It says that the yoke 
of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, you have broken as on the day of Midian. So therefore, go to verse six, for a child has been born for us, a son given to us. And notice what it says here. Authority rests upon his shoulders. Your translation might say government or power or dominion rests upon his shoulders. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is upon his shoulders, upon his shoulders. You know, as we look back across this year, we are reminded of the lessons we've learned. We've learned so many things. We've learned about us personally. You know, when you're quarantined with yourself or you have to be isolated from people, you start to learn a little bit more about yourself than you probably wish you knew, didn't know. And so the same with others being with our families. We, it's been an unusual year. And it continues to affect us. It continues to give us challenges that we're learning to navigate. And the effects of what we've experienced among this year, among headlines of the news and all these other things that have happened around the world, it can certainly have its toll and affecting upon us. Maybe you lost somebody this year. Maybe you're still grieving somebody, which is the right thing to do. But this has been a year that nonetheless has all affected us as humanity, especially as the church. It's taught us the value of what it means to be able to gather together. This gathering is precious. And we don't learn the value of something until sometimes we don't have it anymore. And then when we come back, it means even more to us than before. And this has been a year where there has been a lot of heaviness. It's been a lot of weight. It's been a lot of burdens happening all around us and maybe even on our shoulders. But this scripture here today is a reminder of us to search in our own hearts that what are we carrying on our shoulders? The Bible teaches us that there's one who authority rests on his shoulders. Power, dominion, government, it rests on the soldiers of who, or the shoulders of the one who would be proclaimed King Jesus later on. And so today, this is a search for us to ask what have you come here today with? What have you been carrying on your shoulders this year? Maybe you're carrying worry, maybe anxiety, maybe grief, maybe uh, just, uh, un uh, just unimaginable stress. Maybe you're constantly worried about how tomorrow you're going to make a way, you're going to pay the bills. Maybe you're still grieving the loss of someone. Maybe you're worried about how your job is going to look in the future because of everything that's happening around us in our world. And it's amazing to me that this scripture, as I read it, and such, brought such encouragement to me that how much we as humans attempt to bear upon our own shoulders, willfully neglecting the God who the Bible teaches us is bearing it all upon his shoulders. Many times we want to be the person in control in the pilot seat. We would rather try to work it out on our own than to live in faith knowing that God has it upon his shoulders. And so the arrival of Jesus's birth thus means this, that one has stepped into the grand theater of life to assume authority, to take control, to have the weight upon his shoulders. It was the annunciation of the kingdom of God and the one who will take up 
all authority. Even Jesus said it himself before he ascended into heaven as he stood before the disciples and he said, all authority, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And so today, the scripture is a reminder to us that the yoke and the bar across their shoulders, the burden, the rod of their oppressor, the Bible says that you have broken it. It's not meant to be upon your shoulders. It's not meant to be upon my shoulders. The Bible says the authority rests upon his shoulders. The control, the sovereignty, the dominion, the power, it rests upon the shoulders of the one who is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And so I want to show you a little bit here today about what the Bible says that Jesus is carrying upon him. For us, for you and I. You know, Jesus' invitation was clear in Matthew chapter 11 when he stood up and he said, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. During the middle 1800s, a French, uh, a French man wrote a song that we sing often during the Christmas sing season called Oh Holy Night. In a season where things were challenging in France, where he wrote some words that really can still bring us great encouragement in this season of our world that we're in. That he said, Oh, the weary world rejoices. How is it that a weary world can rejoice? How is it that in the time of Isaiah, when there is chaos going on in the kingdoms and wickedness, is, corruption is happening, that they say they rejoice before you as with joy and the people exult. There was a joy, there was an excitement, there was a, 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 just an exuberance that came from their hearts knowing that the Messiah had come, the King whom all authority rests upon his shoulders. Even in the time of France, it could speak to the time of Isaiah when he was speaking to the people and he was telling them, you've been looking upon whose shoulders the authority is going to rest. You've been trying to determine this king or that king, but I've come to tell you that it's only upon one's shoulders that the authority rests and he is the wonderful counselor. And so therefore, Jesus invites all of us that are weary. You're carrying heavy burdens. You're taking something upon your shoulders that's not meant for you to carry. You've been trying to work it all out on your own. Anxiety, stress, overwhelming you this year. Fear, perhaps. The Bible says this, take his yoke upon you. It amazes me that Jesus tells them, in a sense, to take his yoke upon them. Because he goes on to say, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, he was almost putting this uh, invisible yoke, so to speak, upon them that had no weight. It was light. It was easy. It brought them ease. It brought them comfort knowing that there's one who is already carrying the yoke upon his shoulders. Jesus is carrying our burdens. He's carrying your weights. He's carrying the things that you lay awake at night and think about. He's carrying the things that you think about continually as you drive to work in the morning. He's carrying the burdens that you think about as you're concerned about family members during this season. He's carrying the weight of your future and not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. He's carrying the weight of it upon his shoulders. 
Jesus in his sermon on the mount would stand up before a people who were constantly worried about how they were going to make a way, how they were going to be provided for. And he says, why do you worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow has its own worries. Jesus has invited us to be reminded of who is carrying the burden. If you're carrying the burden, if you're weighing down, if you're overloaded and overwhelmed by this season, I want to encourage you today that God has shown us in his word that is the power and the control rest upon his shoulders. I love when the, what the, some translations use the word government rest upon his shoulders. Government is intricate. There's many moving pieces. There's things that have to fall in place. There's things that work together here and there and everywhere in all of the intricacies of life. But yet it rests upon his shoulders. Not mine, not yours, his shoulders. Isaiah goes on to paint a picture furthermore of Jesus. He's carrying our burdens, but shows us even deeper what it, that means for us in the picture of the suffering servant in Isaiah 53. The Bible says that surely he has borne our infirmities. What a word for us in this season. And he's carried our diseases. It goes on to say that yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Listen, if there was ever a year that we needed to be reminded of who bears our infirmities and carries our diseases, can I tell you today, his name is Jesus. He carries our griefs and our sorrows, some translations add in there. He carries the things that stress us. He carries the things that worry us in all of this season that we're in. Yes, the world has its challenges. Yes, everything that we're facing is real and evident before us. But yet this should be an encouragement to us today to take the weight off of your shoulders and to put your faith in the God whom is willing to carry it upon his shoulders. Second Corinthians four goes on to paint this picture. I want to show you here today about the apostles in a world that they were in. They were facing persecution. They were facing affliction. They were facing constantly being kicked out of every town they went to. They had famine among them. They didn't have money with them. They, they were all every way things could be bad. They were bad for the apostles. But yet the Bible goes on to say this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says that we have this treasure in jars of clay so that it may be clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not belong to us. And he goes on to say, we are afflicted in every way. Notice with the language that he uses and how it kind of sounds like Isaiah 53 in a way. He says we're afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. It's amazing to me that everything that could be wrong in their time was wrong, but yet they could stand up to say, we're afflicted, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're, 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 we're persecuted, but we're not destroyed. 
What a great reminder to us today when we're faced with the uncertainties of our world and life today that we could leave with the same promise that though affliction and persecution and all of the threats of life stand before us, God's word reminds us that this doesn't have to be the model of of the Christian believer that we have this treasure in jars of clay. The writer goes on to say, so... You know what so means, right? So means that whatever happened before, you got to listen to it now. So we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Or to make that plainly, so we do not become discouraged. Even though our outer nature is wasting away. Isn't that true? Come on, 2020 humans, isn't that true? Even though our outer nature is wasting away away. Our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure because we look not at what can be seen but at what cannot be seen. For the things that are seen They're temporary, but the things that are not seen, they're eternal. I love how the apostles tried to help the early church that was worried. They were fretting and they were stressing to take their eyes away from the things that they could see and be reminded of an eternal weight of glory. That phrase is very interesting. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called Weight of Glory based on a sermon he preached. It's amazing to me that how could something be called an eternal weight of glory? How could something so glorious and something so beautiful be a weight? How could something so so wonderful and splendid when you think about the majestic nature of God be a weight? Really, it was quite a paradox that something so beautiful, something so glorious could be a burden. It was a way for them to see that what was resting upon them, the things that were overwhelming them, was preparation for the glory that was to come. It was an exchange, in a sense, for what they were to encounter in their eternal nature. Remember, he is called Everlasting Father. It was a way of encouraging them to keep pressing on with their eyes, not focused on the things around us, but focused on the things which are unseen, the eternity, the Jesus whom is on the other side of the struggle, the Jesus who is seated on the throne, high and lifted up on the other side of persecution, Jesus who is sitting on the other side of famine, Jesus who is sitting on the other side of not having enough to pay the bills, Jesus who was the one who would pull them and encourage them to keep pressing and fighting and enduring and that they would soon take that weight that they felt upon them and exchange it for something really that is no weight at all. It's a weight of glory. It's a beautiful nature. It's an awesome and mighty in all of its ways. Isn't it amazing how the Bible can show us that our afflictions, our things here, they are momentary. And they're not for no purpose. They're preparing us. They're strengthening us. They're causing us to be better believers in Christ. They're causing us to be formed into the image of Jesus. 
As much as we want this year to be over with, can I tell you today, this year has probably been the best for all of us. Forming us, shaping us. It has been the year that is renewing us by our momentary afflictions, preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. Though it has been a painful year, it has been part of the process of forming us. We're going to come out stronger because of it. We're going to come out more aware of our purpose and plan that God has for our lives. We're not going to take the things for granted that we used to take for granted anymore. Our faith means something more to us now. Being a part of the church means something more to us now. All of the lessons and afflictions and things we've endured, it's taught us the value of what we have. And it's our momentary affliction that it prepares us for an eternal weight of glory. So therefore, the Bible says, therefore, the authority rests upon his shoulders. And because the authority rests upon his shoulders, because the power is resting with Jesus, whom is only in the power, because of that, therefore, he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Each of those denotes a sense of his royalty and his kingship. Wonderful counselor demonstrates that he is sovereign, all-knowing. Mighty God shows that he's a warrior that is all-powerful and omnipotent. Everlasting Father shows that he's omnipresent. He's everywhere where we need him to be. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And Prince of Peace denotes that he is the king of kings. And all kingdoms and kings will bow down at the name of Jesus. He is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And in a day and age where kings and kingdoms and governments are scurrying here and there and wondering, what do we do next? How is this going to look? What are we going to do here? Can I tell you today that all power rests upon the shoulders of one king and his name is Jesus. Not your shoulders, not my shoulders, You've been trying to carry it, let it down, put it away. You put your faith in the Lord and let that burden off of your shoulders and be reminded of the one who is willingly to, wants to take it upon his shoulders. I'm not going to carry it anymore. Maybe you've been carrying worry too much this year, just constantly worry, 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 worry. It, it affects all of us. Maybe you've been carrying fear upon your shoulders, always afraid, wondering, What's, what am I going to do, Lord? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's been grief, just an overwhelming sense of sadness and grief. I want to tell you today, it rests upon the shoulders of Jesus. Maybe you'll take some time today and let that burden off your shoulders. Remember what Isaiah said? That he broke the bar upon his shoulders. He broke it. You and I don't have to carry it. He broke it. He destroyed it so that you wouldn't have to carry it. He destroyed that weight so it wouldn't have to be on your shoulders. So therefore, can we do like the apostles say? Don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged. Don't look at the world and say, oh, no, woe is me. No, look at this world and say, don't lose heart. Though there is affliction, though there is persecution, they caught hold of the great revelation that while there may be affliction, perplexion, and persecution, it could not deter them because they knew the one who carried it all and they made it their ambition to get to him. 
That was their focus. That was their drive. Was they, weren't cons- they weren't worried about a mansion. They weren't worried about streets of gold, although that was all beautiful and great, and it will happen. They were worried, and they were concerned, and their ambition was, we've got to get to the one who said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So they continued pressing on and enduring the race. Musicians are going to come, and I want to leave you with something here today. You know, when you think about shoulders, you know, we have a figurative uh, saying in, in the English language that says, you know, you know, he or she are carrying the weight of the world upon their shoulders. You know, we use that a lot when we talk about people who are in high stress situations and they're going through a lot of things and enduring a lot of things like a lot of us have this year. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to carry the weight of the world upon your shoulders. You don't have to carry the weight of your future upon your shoulders. A lot of times our world in this season we're in, I've noticed that sometimes they're worried about how they're going to rescue themselves and save themselves from situations, from chaos, from maybe something bad coming, I don't know. There's this constant idea of we live in a me world, trying to figure it all out on my own, instead of looking to a God whom is willing to bear it upon his shoulders. And as I began to reflect upon this idea of upon his shoulders, I was looking past this year, and I'll be the first to confess there are times I was worried, there's times I was afraid, was nervous, wondering, oh Lord, what is this going to mean for all of us? But as I began to reflect upon this scripture here today that we read upon his shoulders, I was brought a great sense of peace, being reminded that there is one who is in control. And I thought about the things that Jesus carried upon our shoulders. The Bible says he took our griefs, he took our sorrows, he bore our infirmities, our diseases, he takes our burdens. Then I thought about something else. As Pilate was standing with Jesus, they wanted him to hand him over to be crucified. Pilate, he didn't really want to have a part of that. He didn't see any reason to, but nonetheless, he handed him over. The Bible says that when they handed Jesus over to be crucified, there was this one scripture, short little scripture that just hit me really hard. The Bible says in John 19, that they took Jesus after they had determined that he was going to be crucified. They gave him a cross. And the Bible says, so they took Jesus and carrying the cross by himself, he went to Golgotha. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to Golgotha. As I thought about this year, as I look back over everything that has happened this year, and I thought about this scripture here, I thought, you know, Lord, that scripture should have said, carrying the cross, Charlie, right there beside him. I deserve that punishment. Carrying the cross with the rest of humanity, that's what it should have said. You and all, all, all of us deserved that punishment for our sin, for our iniquity. He could have said, That was our cross to bear. He could have said, you put that upon your shoulders. 
But the Bible says that he carried the cross by himself. And I've noticed and observed that there are many times in our lives that we have tried to carry the cross by ourselves when it's not our cross to bear. We're worrying, fretting, and anxiety, and stress. But listen, there is one who carried the cross by himself, and his name is Jesus, and he went to the place called Golgotha. He bore our iniquities, and the government is upon his shoulders. It's not upon our shoulders, it's upon his shoulders. The burden, the pain, the anxiety, all of that, I want to tell you today, Jesus took up the cross. He took the burden so that you wouldn't have to be afraid of the penalty of death, so that you wouldn't have to be afraid about tomorrow, so that your faith could be reassured in the one who resurrected from the dead and showed his power over the grave, over death, over hell, and showed his sovereignty over the earth. And that same baby that was born in a manger, so innocent, so precious, so mild. I want to tell you today, that baby bore the weight of the world upon his shoulders. None of us did. He carried that cross by himself. He took the weight. And this morning, I want to encourage you and remind you, you're carrying a weight, a burden today. You don't have to do that. That's not yours to bear. Jesus already bore that for you. Our responsibility is then to say, as Isaiah said, he took up the authority upon his shoulders. He's royalty. He's mighty God, everlasting father. Our responsibility is to say, I'll just bow down. The weight's not going to be on my shoulders. I'm going to put my faith in you. And I'm going to trust you to carry this. I'm not going to carry it anymore. I'm going to trust in the Lord to bear it. The thing that overwhelms you. Listen, today, an act of faith would be to say, by the grace of God, I'm not going to carry it anymore. I'm going to trust God to work it out. It's upon his shoulders. And listen, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto him. And that same baby that came in a manger, he came as a king among us, royalty, an heir, he ascended into the throne. And the Bible gives us the promise he's coming again. And all authority is upon his shoulders. What are you carrying today? What's upon your shoulders? What are you stressing about? What are you worried about? This Christmas, can I remind you today? For unto us a child is born. Unto us. Us, you and I, a child is born. A son is given to you and I, to us. It's for you. You don't have to do it on your own. It's for you. He came for you and I. Now, would you let him break that burden that you're carrying and put it on his shoulders? Will you stand with me this morning? He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Close your eyes with me this morning.
you're here this morning you're trying you're trying to do it all on your own can I encourage you today that instead of trying so hard would you just trust trust the Lord today trust him and take him at his word when he says that the authority rests upon his shoulders instead of trying to charge into the scene and taking control would you just let the Lord take control the authority rests upon his shoulders this morning would you come to him in just a humble submission an act of faith surrender it to the Lord Maybe you need to surrender your life to the Lord. You've been trying to carry your own life upon your shoulders. No, let the Lord do that. It rests upon His shoulders. And so, Lord, today, we come to You. We bow down before You, Lord. We say, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for the times, Lord, that we've tried to bear the weight of the world upon our shoulders. It's not ours to bear. The weight is upon your shoulders. So, Lord, today we come to you. Would you give us a fresh faith in you, Lord? I pray, Lord, that we would have the disposition of the apostles, that we would not base our faith on the circumstances of the world, but we would base our faith on the one that is not seen, that is eternal. And I pray today that you would lift us today. Lift us from our slumber, Lord. Lift us from our discouragement. Lift us from our sadness today. And give us a fresh joy, a fresh encouragement today. I pray, Lord, that you would refresh and you would give rest like you promised in your word. That you, we would do the words that you said and come to you, all that are weary, and that we may share the words of the song that a weary world rejoices. We rejoice, Lord, in you because it's not our weight to bear, it's yours. So we trust you today. We come to you, Lord, and we put our faith in you this morning, Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, when our faith has been in people and in things and in not in you. But Lord, today, may you give us a fresh faith today to say, Though there is affliction, though there is opposition, though there are obstacles, we are not crushed. So we're not going to lose heart. We're not going to be discouraged. We're going to keep pressing on to the eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Lord, we thank you today. I thank you for the promise of your word this morning. And I pray, God, let it bring someone life today. Encouragement, Lord. Endue them with power from on high, Lord. And Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your word today. And we thank you, Jesus, that you came to bear that cross by yourself, Lord. Not us, you. Thank you, Father, for the price you paid for us, Lord. This Christmas, you came, lived like us, so that you could bear a cross and be our king. And Lord, we thank you today. And we trust you this morning. This morning you're here. You're carrying something. The choir's going to sing. I want to encourage you just right where you're at. Kneel, lift up your hands. Let your faith be put in the Lord. Away from your circumstance or situation. And trusting in the Lord today. Let's sing this morning.